0: Before we begin, please refer to the disclaimer and link in the podcast notes, and note that all opinions expressed in this podcast are intended for informational purposes only and should not be treated as investment or financial advice. Hello,
1: hello, Collective Shift members. This is me, Leon. I'm here with Taylor from the Mining Store and Imperial Wealth. Uh, Welcome, Taylor. Good morning.
0: Thank you very much, Leon. It's good to be here once again. I know it's been uh you know a month or so since we've caught up with the holidays and everything going on but it's good to finally get through and get this done oh amazing amazing
1: this is going to be a mining update from december to january we have a few other topics we're going to be discussing Uh, The trends in uh, mining in Australia, as well as the world, actually. There's some news coming out from Kazakhstan, which is very uh, significant in the mining industry at the moment. We'll look at miner revenue. We'll look at CleanSpark and a few other topics in general. So make sure you hit the like and subscribe. Stay with us in the Collective Shift platform here. So Taylor, December, January, mining. What has happened over the, uh, over the Christmas period and the New Year period?
0: Yeah, so I guess December and January is a pretty sort of uh, interesting time in the sense of mining, purely just, I guess, from a marketing point as well. You know, December was quite an interesting point with the market going down, uh, retouching some lows in that sense of the sort of 16,000K Bitcoin price area. Uh did see a fair bit of consolidation with Bitcoin miners off selling um, you know their their revenues pretty hastily. Yep. Um, and then obviously you know early January coming around and and the Bitcoin price going you know thirty or forty percent back upwards has sort of seen a that that difficulty rate and the hash rate go pretty 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 heftily up, which yeah. you know was something we'd always anticipate when the price did this. Definitely. but um, it's sort of given a bit more hope. Um, I think you know it's given us some pretty pretty clear outlines that you know maybe the worst is behind us. So some pretty positive things in that sense, I'd say.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, from what I've seen, it sounds like it's getting very positive. But uh, mm. for myself, I'm always like I have a little mini bear on this side. So <laughs> the prices may go lower, which means the miners might start selling. Um, but yeah, like, it, you can't plan for every scenario, so it's unfortunate. And you
0: can't. And like particularly being a miner, you know, you have to, in that sense, not have a short term view. You yeah, know, yeah. personally, I've been mining for a pretty long time, and so you know, you've always got to have that that little bear on your shoulder that sort of says, you know, this is what might happen. And then obviously, you know, the other one that's going, this is where it's going to go. So it's a long-term outlook. You just have to, you know, look at the long-term view, keep yourself steady and, and not, you know, I guess FOMO into it, which, you know, some people have definitely done in the past few weeks, but at the same point, minor prices are still low. It's still a good time to enter. You know, personally, we've seen a lot of our our clients, you know, and us us included, you know, pick up more miners due to the prices being still at a pretty stable rate um, con- compared to, you know, Bitcoin being, you know, for what, five, $6,000 cheaper and miners being the same price. So it's still a good time to get involved. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, that's right. And like, like you say, it's not really a short-term thing when you get into the mining business. You can't yeah. have like a plan for a week or two. You have to have it for like months and years because this is something that's going to keep providing Bitcoin for you. And hey, if Bitcoin goes to a million dollars, then yeah, you know, good good thing you have a plan.
0: Exactly right. You know, I think looking back myself um, and like I've been telling clients the same thing, you know, back when I was mining sort of what circa 2016, 2017, you know, I was mining my garage and I think I was about eight months in and going, okay, this is seriously the worst thing I've done. I was like, I'm down thousands of dollars. It's I'm losing money right now. What is, where, where was I thinking this was going to go well? And then about six, six months later, a completely different mindset. Yeah. So, you know, you you can't look. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. So you're planning for five years down the track, um, if not longer, depending on your situation. So it's just about going, all right, I'm going to accumulate this amount for this period. Let's just hold and see what happens. Yeah. So yeah, that's the way it goes.
1: Well said, man. Well said. (laughs) All right, let's get into the meat of the uh, uh, topics today. So, um, what are, uh, I kind of want to know what's the narratives that are forming in crypto mining at the moment? What is the community? What are your clients thinking yeah. in mining? Obviously, we, as you did say, some of them are uh, starting to hold because of the increased price in Bitcoin. Yeah. But we're also seeing a hash rate going up at the moment, hit, nearly hitting all time high, if I'm correct.
0: So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So,
1: so what's what's the current narrative in Bitcoin mining right now, or at least in Australia, if you can provide us some insight?
0: Yeah, so I guess in our circumstance, purely with mining store, like a lot of our clients are based offshore with us, obviously. Yep. When it comes to the general consensus, you know, a lot of people are looking to alternatives other than Bitcoin for a few reasons. A, newer, newer equipment, yep. um, and obviously somewhat more profitable equipment. But at the same point, when it comes to specifically Bitcoin miners, a lot of people are noticing the, the cheaper hash rate you know, there's a lot of machines that have been coming out over the past sort of six months that people have been been watching and, and sort of, you know, particularly like if you think of, you know, the Bitmain uh, S19 XPs, yep. when they first launched, they were really quite hefty in price. And it was, a, you know, as much as they were touted as the the most profitable miner on the planet, which they still are for Bitcoin, it's something that people are a bit. We're skeptical at the time just based off price, whereas they've come down significantly in that sense. Good entry. So, yeah, exactly right. And that's the thing, like, particularly if you are new to the market or you've been in it for a long time, you can understand that it's something that these opportunities don't necessarily come around too often. Um, you know, personally, like, I've looked at it from a point of view where, say, 6 to 12 months down the track, um, this miner will be worth more than what I paid for it. That's true. So, you know, if I went and bought Bitcoin and it went down again, I would be stuck with that you know, emotional loss of going, okay, should I be selling this because it go down to 5,000, et cetera, right? Whereas if I buy the miner, I've still got the asset and what it produces. So it does add a little bit of security. And I think a lot of our clients and, and a lot of newcomers, to be honest, have, have seen that and that value. So there's a lot going on in that sense, a lot of cheaper hash rate, as well as a few different strategies, I guess, around... Uh, different altcoin miners and, and how you can f- put that into use in your portfolio as well
1: mm-hmm. so so i've got a whole bunch of follow-up questions from there so the, mm-hmm. the first yep. thing on my mind is i want to ask how much was the ants 19 when it first came out and then what is like the secondary price of, of it now maybe even otc deal something like that what, yeah what
0: so at the moment like when they first launched in sort of i think it was around september october last year they were probably around i think it was like the 11 twelve thousand dollar mark because there's two different variations. There's a, a higher one forty-one terahash than a one thirty-four.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now they're roughly around the seven to eight thousand so thousands. They've come wow. down sort of around that thirty to forty yeah. percent mark. Um, they're they're starting to come up again. Obviously, with the Bitcoin price coming coming back up, but yep. not a huge amount. You know, particularly when you look at the comparison, they launched when Bitcoin was at twenty-four thousand or something like that. Um, they've come down forty percent, whereas and Bitcoin's gone back up forty percent. The price has probably only moved to about five. Mm. So. Still a good deal, you know. Yeah. They're producing, you know, eighteen percent of a bitcoin a year. Pretty decent entry at that point, I'd say.
1: Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, uh, yeah. as someone who's well capitalized and can do the math, can probably work out some arbitrage opportunities. Yeah, exactly uh, with, right. With bitcoin. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, um, so I want to. Uh, I, I had some follow-up questions, mm. but that's okay. I think we should move on. Um. <laughs> so uh, i want to ask about the mining revenues currently so mining revenues are down at the moment for bitcoin miners yeah. this is uh bitcoin price goes goes down even though your cost of electricity is either the same or has significantly increased depending yeah. whereabouts in the world you are but i want to yeah. ask you what uh you guys are uh telling your customers or what uh what things you've noticed your customers doing to try and uh shore up their miner revenue either by producing uh, either by um reducing their electricity costs by using renewables or going offshore, cheap electricity somewhere else. What else are you noticing them trying to do to increase their re- revenue cost?
0: So I guess from our perspective, we're in a really fortunate position that our electricity prices haven't changed. Yep. So our clients are in a very good position in the sense that there's a stable, reliable source. That means that they haven't had any necessarily additional pressure in that sense to change strategy. Um, you know, it really depends on what each individual client's objective is in the sense of whether or not they were using the proceeds from mining to pay for the power yeah. or they were passively accumulating and that was their plan. If you're accumulating the price of Bitcoin now versus electricity is kind of irrelevant, as much as you know, you could potentially buy more Bitcoin for that price, the strategy is still the same. So for that instance, a lot of our clients have been purchasing additional Bitcoin purely just to, you know, add to the wallet, keep just it in add. the back end. Wow. You know, like that's, that's kind of the point. You know, we're all in this game to accumulate, accumulate as much as yeah. possible. So it'd be counterproductive to turn off um, unless you couldn't afford to do that. In the sense that a lot of miners have been paying the power bill outright with their, their Bitcoin they're producing, that's sort of been where we've noticed a lot of the squeeze that's sort of something that we necessarily don't advise because it it is a little bit counterproductive. But at that point we've sort of been advising and trying to help clients in enabling them to maybe use a different strategy, whether it's paying 50% out of pocket for power and and then using the other 50% to put away into cold storage. So they're at least not breaking net zero in the sense that they're not accumulating anything and they're just running as is. So we're quite fortunate in that situation. You know, I've personally got friends that have mined with other companies and, you know, their energy prices have doubled. So it's it's fortunate in that sense i'd say
1: yeah I, I like i'm not an expert in mining as you guys are but I, I would say one of the major inputs resources to mine your bitcoin and to have a good balance sheet is the electricity cost mm. and with inflation and the global macro factors happening right now as you say australia electricity hasn't increased that much but in other european countries or even in the us mm. electricity has gone up tremendously so that 100%. you have to really factor that in before you start thinking about mining
0: yeah, exactly. And like, we've had to change locations in one of our US, um, which is a very small facility that we've changed anyway. But that was because the the production price was going up by about 40%, wow. which just wasn't applicable. Yeah. So we've since moved to a different location with a different company and been able to secure a better rate, which has been quite fortunate. But there's, there's you know, uh, quite a lot of companies, particularly the US and in, in some sort of other, you know, Asian countries that are having a very similar format as well.
1: Uh, and as we pivot to the Asian countries or semi-Asian countries, I wanted to touch base on some new news that I think you just let me know before. So Kazakhstan. So mm-hmm. we, um, we, I, I'm sure everyone's aware China kind of banned banned uh, Bitcoin, for, <laughs> Bitcoin mining for like the 10th mm-hmm. time, whatever. Um, yeah, exactly, and yeah. we had a lot of miners that had moved to Kazakhstan and some of these other Middle East uh, countries, Asian countries. Um, so there's been an update in that story at the moment. So can you tell us, update us, what's happened in Kazakhstan at the moment?
0: yeah of course so i guess in that instance what happened 2021 was a lot of a lot of companies had to move quite quickly to get out of china otherwise risk losing obviously your your equipment kazakhstan was something that i guess a lot of people opted to purely because it was a very very inexpensive way to get machinery fire shipping and whatnot as well as obviously a lot of cheap electricity um that has obviously happened for the past 12 and a bit months, um, and now the legislation is, is set to change. I believe this morning it got signed, but I'm still waiting on 100% confirmation of that. But they are looking to obviously outlaw the fact that you can't mine um, Bitcoin unless it's with excess energy, which the country really doesn't have that. You know, right. I think they're roughly sort of around a 5% excess mark, which... It's, it's gonna, you know, leave you with, you know, maybe a megawatt. So, it's not going to do much. Um, I think at that point, a lot of companies that are over there will have to relocate because they won't be able to mine unless they obviously, which I doubt would happen, would obviously put in some larger infrastructure to create more energy. But counterproductive to, that, yeah, towards mining. That's not
1: it. You, you know, you don't yeah. have to start. Uh, you do, your job as a miner isn't to start building infrastructure from scratch. You have to kind exactly. of use the infrastructure that's supplying excess energy. And there's no excess energy there um so yeah very difficult for them so what do you think these miners will do they'll move to neighboring countries or do you think they might take their chances in america relocate somewhere across the world
0: i think it's a really difficult game like from a from a risk asset in that sense you know if you're looking to move to a a neighboring country the same thing could happen again um i think depending on the country and the location and obviously you know the the company structure it would probably be more suitable to be shifting towards uh, a location where you've got a little bit more control, a little bit more security. Um, it's sort of a reason why I guess we haven't been uh, too hasty to get involved in that sort of market condition, just because there's so many uncertainties. Um, and the more downtime, the longer period, it doesn't help A, with your, your machinery, but also in the sense of your you know halving structure and whatnot.
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, you've got to think two years ahead, Bitcoin halving. <laughs> Oh, and damn. that's the thing,
0: and time is the biggest factor. Yeah. So downtime, moving locations, it, that's the biggest killer.:
1: Yeah, you just undercut yourself every, every single exactly. day, you're just losing a Bitcoin that you could be mining.
0: Exactly right. And
1: and the potential, and the potential uh, value of that Bitcoin, so not just today's yeah. value, but in five years' time. Exactly Man. right. Yeah. All right. Well, difficult situation in Kazakhstan then. Um, I, yeah. I know um, a lot of people are feeling the pinch in regards to uh, energy and regulations, but it's that's the world. Geo- uh, geographical arbitrage, I think it's called. You can move yeah. anywhere across the world that is favorable to you. So I guess crypto has to find a really safe place to mine with cheap electricity yeah. or renewable Exactly issues.
0: right. Yeah, exactly right.
1: All right. So um, I've got uh, two topics that I'm thinking maybe we can even combine into one. Mm -hmm. So this is like, Mm -hmm. this is looking at the uh, uh, companies and the structures in crypto mining at the moment. So I know three companies recently raised capital. Uh, One of them is Giga Energy, which is $10 million they just raised. TerraWolf just raised $32 million and Power raised $9.2 million. Now this leads into the bigger narrative of miners are losing revenue at the moment so they're having to restructure their entire companies to try and survive and the most recent example of that is um clean spot clean spark yep. sorry who's looking to acquire new crypto mining companies or acquire at least uh, uh ones that are struggling to try and bolster mm-hmm. themselves as well as hut 8 and us mining planning and merger at the moment so in regards to uh, news or what you might be aware of in Australia, uh, what are these companies thinking of doing? Are they pivoting in this way? Are they um, making acquisitions?
0: It's sort of a, a collective effort in a sense because I guess if you look back to when these companies all started to become involved in this space, you know, it was that circa 2020-2021 area, right? So a that lot of liquidity. Capital, yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. And so these guys were picking up machinery for... I would say you know an 80 cents on the dollar mark which is was great then but now it's where they're struggling you know if you take into example um i won't name companies but there was a particular company that bought a lot of older gen machines at a very very good price but their efficiency overall setup was going to be questionable in this period and thus have all been switched off so went bankrupt is now offloading all this really really cheap hash rate that's not really profitable a lot of these companies are having to pivot because they are in the red in this particular sector at this current time period so what is their option okay a, a either insolvent, solvency turn off etc cetera, etc cetera. restructure is probably the easiest which you are all trying to do whether that's buying newer gen miners to make their sell themselves more efficient their production levels go up whether it's buying really 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 cheap hash rate from other companies that are struggling yep. and lowering their overall energy costs by buying more and vice versa they're trying to be a little bit more agile so that they can either put their production back up in the sense of their profitability, but also restructure in the sense of where they're going for the next 12 months. Because if they can buy a really cheap hash rate now and and mine for the next 12 to 24 months, that. exactly, that's the thing they that can triple their, their initial investment in that sense of, of Bitcoin accumulated during that period for a very cheap price today. Um, there'll be a lot of companies that will be doing a very similar thing and a lot of funding in that sense doing the same thing because you'd rather do it now than in 6 to 12 months when Bitcoin's at, you know, 50000 US and you're paying, you know, four times the price to get stuff. Yeah, Yeah, exactly right. And that's the thing. They've got more control in that sense. You know, they've already got a lot cheaper power, particularly, you know, like um, there's a particular company in the US that has restructured a uh, paper mill to Ah. produce energy and uh, being able to pull out, you know, uh, I think it was per kilowatt. They were doing. I think it was around four cents US.
1: That's pretty good. What's what's yeah. the actual median? I don't know. uh median price
0: would probably be around seven. Oh wow! So, so that's nearly yeah. half. Wow. Yeah. So very cheap and very constant stream. You know, like a yeah. lot of companies that are able to produce that seven to eight US cents mark is something that's not a fixed long term agreement. Yeah. Whereas this company owns their own power import, so they can. Flat it however they'd like.
1: That's gorgeous. That's like uh, so, um, as a company controlling your own mm. supply chain of resources yeah. for your inputs. If you control exactly that, right. you know, you have way more reliability on your product.
0: Oh, that's, exactly that's right. Great. And they're, they're really fortunate as well. They're using old excess coal that um, couldn't better. actually be burned. <laughs> so it's, it's even a green initiative to do it. So yeah, very, very smart way of doing it. Very obviously a lot of startup costs, but yeah. very, very smart long term for sure.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm going to try and do some research to find out what mm. this company is. Um uh, yeah. yeah they're undoubtedly making uh uh connections left and right because of this.
0: 100% uh, right, yeah.
1: So so you mentioned one thing there which is kind of the the miners that these uh um the actual mining machines that these companies yeah. are using. I wanted to touch base on you to see what some of the newest miner models are in the market. I think yep. one of them was the D9 or the K7, yep. or maybe the yep. KA3, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So which, which one's on your mind at the moment? Which one so, can you share? To with? be
0: fair, you're all correct. So ah. in that sense, at the moment, it's sort of a an altcoin miner season. And ah. the reason for that is obviously Bitcoin's price going down yep. It creates more ability to make something a bit more attractive that wasn't once attractive. So uh, I guess at the moment, Bitmain, particularly that, that manufacturer, is bringing out a lot of altcoin miners, uh, all very attractive, all very good. Um, and, and
1: what's, apart from the Bitcoin, what are the major altcoin mining uh, uh, yeah. operations? So, of course, Ethereum went from, uh, to the merger, so it's no longer mm-hmm. proof of work, proof of stake. We'll go to that topic yep. later. But what are the yep. main altcoins that people are mining now?
0: So at the moment, I guess the biggest one that's recently come out would be the KA3, which is mining Kadena. Ah. Um, second best would probably be a Litecoin miner, at like a, an L7, which is a dual miner. Litecoin having, Doge and coming Litecoin. soon, yeah. Exactly right, exactly right. I think at the moment we're sitting at about a 55% increase as of June 2022. So pretty decent rise so far. Right. Um, and then, you know, there, there's obviously the K7 that comes out, which is uh, mining CKB on the Nervos network. Ooh. And then the D9 is mine, you can mine Dash. So, you know, some very different miners, different strategies. A lot of our clients, the K3 has been a very popular miner, you know, the pre, you know, the prices were a little bit higher a few weeks ago, they were making like $80 a day. So wow. a very, very profitable miner. A lot of our clients are using them to indirectly mine Bitcoin. Yeah. So, so as in, so in like you'll mine the
1: altcoin, then you sell it for Bitcoin. Is that what
0: you're Yeah. So literally the strategy, like personally, I bought one of these and my strategy is sort of like a 50-50 split. Cool. So every week I'll transfer 50% of it over into Bitcoin and then also keep the the 50% Kadena just as exposure. Yep. Um so yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of strategies involved with that. But a lot of our clients are using it to prop up their energy bills and vice versa. So pretty pretty util- uh, versatile in that sense.
1: All right. Well, thanks for sharing your personal strategy, man. That's <laughs> very nice of you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so as you're saying, like, there's all these new miners out there. Mm. Um, the technology, obviously, year by year does get a little bit better. I think mm-hmm. I heard there was like a new nano chip um, coming out. I don't know the specifics on this. I don't know if you can have any if you have any commentary on this. But the technology itself is getting better, right? Every year, or maybe yeah. every two years.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's obviously been a pretty decent jump, just in the sense of the efficiency, which the chips do make a, a fairly decent jump in that sense. But it's also in the sense of where the, the structuring of the minor plan comes from. Um, you know, take for example the the S19 Pro. You know, a year or two ago was the top tier model at 110 terahash for 3250 watts. Whereas now, you know, there's the the XP, which is doing 141 terahash, so 31 more and doing uh, 3075 watts. So using less power and producing, you know, close to 30% more. So it's a very interesting step up in that sense, as well as obviously the new hydro cooled miners that keep coming out. So there's a really big jump in that sense for sure
1: yeah yeah definitely and and i have up here the total hash rate as well so maybe we can touch on this and what's happening yeah of course but we can see even in the uh um three-year period we're at nearly at all-time high for total hash rate which means you know the machines just get more efficient more machines get turned on and that's how this hash rate increases right so uh, yeah. i wonder do you guys keep tabs on the hash rate of course do you, what happened uh, in this period here would you know
0: in sorry the, i can't in see the, the uh, mark, no, no,
1: november uh, 2022 right after that maybe that december period the two oh, right, okay, spikes, yeah, yeah. the two little down yeah. spikes
0: so in that sense that would have been capitulation if you look down particularly there with the uh, bitcoin price going down a bit further so right there that would have been a capitulation event in the sense of where bitcoin probably went from you know uh 20 to being around the 15 16 mark yeah which would have sent a lot of people through a bit of a fear period you know they would have really been going okay I've just gone from, you know, breaking even, making a few dollars a day to now in the red. So there's been obviously a fairly decent change in strategy there. You know, there would have been some miners turning off, which obviously has led to the difficulty going down. Uh, Particularly during that period as well, in the US alone, there was quite a lot of storm activity in the Texas Ah. region. There was a lot of sites that went down. Um, I think, uh, I can't remember this specific company, but there was one that lost 17,000 miners for wow. about two weeks. Wow! So it does add up to, to a fair bit coming off the hash rate as well.
1: Yeah, right. And Texas is a major hub for crypto mining, I'm aware of that.
0: Yeah, exactly yeah. right. A lot, of, a lot of energy, a lot of space, obviously, um, and a bit of freedom in the sense of le- legislation. legislation, so yeah, yeah, massive.
1: That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's very interesting to see that minor hash rate, even still go- the total hash rate going up and to the right, which means yeah. the network is just more secure, um, which, yeah, is, exactly. which is great,
0: you know. And particularly, like, I guess the, the important thing for this chart as well is if you look sort of that July 2022 area yep. where the price and the hash rate uh, coincided and then separated sort of around September, that was where a lot of companies were starting to have a lot of issues and right. thus led to some very, very cheap hash rate being on the market. Yep. and a lot of companies buying more. And so
1: that's what I see that, there. That's what I yeah, that's, that's exactly what I think it right. is. They would uh, have 100%. accumulated all these struggling miners and then they yeah, have exactly more right.
0: Rate. Exactly right. And there was particularly you know one of the biggest miners in the world went under so there was a lot of miners on the market for a very very affordable price which you know a lot of people picked up as well as obviously new batches coming out and vice versa. So it was kind of the perfect storm in the sense for the, the network difficulty to keep going up.
1: Yeah, very interesting to see like this uh, people. People in the Bitcoin industry, like the the buy Bitcoin, the normal investor, the retail person, they don't know about the whole mining aspect behind it. Yeah. So it's very interesting to get updated on what's happening here. So yeah, I,
0: it's always a bit fun.
1: Yeah, I wanted to pivot now to the mining store. Tell us how you guys are going at the mining store before we end the video. Um, how, how are you going? Uh, what's happening with the mining store? Where are you guys located? How can someone contact you guys to get in contact to start mining if they want?
0: Yeah, of course. So we're obviously based in Melbourne. So we're an Australian-owned company. We've been running for a very long time, around the six, seven year mark. So we've got facilities overseas as well as obviously catering to retail clients in Australia. So people can reach out to us via our website, social media, anything like that. They can they can hit me up directly um, if they'd like to. So yeah, there's there's loads of opportunities uh, for what we do and how we can help people either get into the mining industry or or learn about what you know the next steps are.
1: Yeah, nice, nice. So yeah, you guys, if you're interested in mining at all or just even learning more about mining, contact mm-hmm. the mining store. They're a great resource. Um, and and lastly, I wanted to touch on one very very small topic. Um, I I don't know if it's worthwhile or not. The Ethereum <laughs> merge. So mm-hmm. Have you seen people uh, since Ethereum uh, finished uh, uh, the proof of uh, finished the merge and moved to proof of stake? Mm-hmm. What have you seen happen in crypto miners at the moment? Have you seen some of those companies selling their graphics cards, even though it's yeah. not really good for Bitcoin mining? What's happening there?
0: Yeah, like that, that that's sort of the biggest thing that's made a really a big, big shift sort of that mid last year as well. That probably helped the Bitcoin network go up because that pretty much was aligned exactly when Bitcoin, um, Ethereum merged. Um, a lot of people have been, you know, all throughout, you know, the Facebook groups, the online forums, lots of stuff, selling off all of their Ethereum miners, um, the cards and you name it. But at the same point, a lot of them switched. You know, if you look at anything else that you could mine with graphics cards and whatnot, the, the difficulty. Yeah, exactly. ETH Classic went up by, I think it was like 250% yeah. on its difficulty. Wow. So it didn't really help in that sense for, for them. Um, as well as any other anything else, you know, Raven, Monero, all that sort of stuff, all skyrocketed. So, a lot of them were stuck dead in the water. Um, but at that point, you know, there, there's a few that are a bit profitable now, but not not hugely so hmm. a lot of them are probably still sitting on their graphics cards waiting for the price to probably go up a bit because you can buy them for a few hundred now instead of a thousand yeah so yeah very unfortunate but at the same point it, it's sort of something that's been coming for two years so yeah, well, yeah people, people that.
1: had time yeah. to prepare for it they knew yeah, it was coming. exactly
0: yeah oh. like we, we stopped dealing with that stuff i think it was 2020 2020 2021 uh, so right. yeah it was something we and we knew was coming yeah, for a while
1: definitely good good bit of business planning there
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs>
1: All right. Um, all right, my friends, I think we'll end it there. I want to thank Taylor from The Mining Store and um, Imperial Wealth for joining us today for our December and January Bitcoin mining update. Uh, so, Taylor, thank you very much. Uh, I wonder, do you have one piece of advice for anyone who wants to get into mining or, or just start out or they want to learn? Where should they go? One piece of advice. Oh, uh,
0: Definitely book a call with us. The one thing that I'll always say is talking to someone about the plan or the strategy or anything like that is always, always important, irrespective of purchasing or not. It's about sounding out your idea. I did it years ago before I even started working here and I spoke to the guys who started this company purely just to see what I should do or what should I look at. So it's always worth having a chat to someone. Don't don't jump head first. Yep. <laughs> sound advice, sound advice. <laughs> but thanks for having me on. It was always good to, to catch up and look forward to the next one.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Me too, man. I will see you all later. Make sure you leave a like and subscribe. Uh, And if you have any questions for Taylor, if you can't Mm. reach out to him, put it inside the video in the Collective Shift platform and I'll make sure I get it to Taylor and and we'll be able to answer it at the next uh, mining update. So yeah, Taylor, thank you very much, man. We will see you later.
0: Absolute pleasure. Thanks, guys. Speak again soon. Out. Cheers.